This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 10th, episode 2158, brought to you by Horselovers.com. Good morning, horse world. Everybody up, rise and shine. It's a new day. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Here we can go again. And away we go. On today's show, Dr. Wendy joins us for a much-needed horse health report discussion on ticks. Jess Manson from Weatherbeater chats about their sponsorship of the 2019 Kentucky Land Rover 3... Wait, what is the full title again, Jamie? (laughs) Okay, you ready? It is. Yes. The... Land Rover Kentucky three-day event presented by Mars Equestrian. Yeah, 2019. Their sponsorship of that. (laughs) (laughs) Sponsorship of that. And just came from Heels Down comes on to tell us about all their planned events at said Land Rover event, (laughs) including a big new announcement. So you don't want to miss any of it. It's going to be a packed show as always today, guys. And speaking of today, Today is American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Day. The ASPCA was created on April 10th, back in 1866, working with shelters and humane societies across the country with the mission of preventing cruelty to animals. So reach out to your local shelter and see if you can lend a helping hand today. And do you know what else you can do, Glenn? Because I feel like the reason the ASPCA was created is none other than the book Black Beauty. So everybody pick up the book Black Beauty and read it today. (laughs) because to come together. It'll make your day better because <laughs> she brought to light the tr- the treatment and cruelty uh, to, to to animals. I get it. I get. It. I might have gotten a dog or two from the from the SPA from them over the years. Okay, well, good. Get more. <laughs> Today's the day. Go adopt something. You know, somebody Thank else is going to need adopted soon, aren't they? I don't know why. What that was your transition because she won't be racing anymore. She's going to need adopted. Oh, that was my daily Winnie. Oh, see, I had it at the beginning. All right. Well, then we'll do our daily. We are so organized today. So (laughs) I didn't realize that. So it is daily Winnie time then. You're first. So today we have one of the... So Debbie Laux, host of Horsemanship Radio, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Debbie. Happy birthday. She was my co-host on Friday. I've got to give an update. Last Friday's show, Debbie co-hosted with me, and one of our listeners wrote us a letter about what ear you put the bridle on, and she's like, I put the far ear away. My mom says I do it wrong. Help us figure this out. So we went on through like Monty's way of bridling a horse, and you put the far ear in first, and the thing is, I was like, you're right, girl. You're right. You're right. You're right. Tell your mom to suck it. She writes me back. She's like, uh, yeah, my letter, I was wrong. 
my mom is the one who told me the right way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Except if you have a pony like right. scooter size, you can do both ears at once. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like... Point is, she was completely <laughs> dogging her mom, and I was dogging her mom, and her mom was right the whole time. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I have a second part to my Daily Winnie really quick. Start, um, it goes out to Sergeant Steve Thistlewood, who is in York County, Maine. He works for the sheriff's office up there. Well, apparently about 3 a.m., they got a call that a horse was seen walking down the middle of the road. Why is it always at 3 a.m.? I don't know. And it's always like in the coldest place. And by the way, the pictures of this, there was still lots of snow on the road. Uh, so, so this is Route 25. And he went out to and found the horse. And it was determined later to be a 32-year-old horse. Well, it had no halter on, had nothing on. And he didn't have really know what to do. So uh, Steve Thistlewood, uh, the sheriff, got on YouTube, found some... <laughs> r- this is what he did. He found some rope in the trunk of his car. He got on YouTube. YouTube and watched a video on how to make a halter out of a rope. Oh my God. Like in the, while the horse is <laughs> yes, in the middle, in the of, the middle road. of the road. So he fashioned the halter. He used almonds he had in the car to lure the horse close enough to <laughs> slip on the halter. And then he walked it. He started calling around trying to find a home. He couldn't, but he found a local rancher that agreed to hold the horse until morning. And he walked it one mile to this ranch. And then uh, the rancher kept it and they did find the owner the next morning. So, but it goes out to him. How would you have thought to look at YouTube to figure out how to make a halter for a horse? I just throw a rope over the neck and pull on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So good job there, Sergeant Steve. That's fantastic. <laughs> Way to go, Steve. <laughs> well, since uh, we're doing daily winnies here and Glenn Carnard let the cat out the bag, seven year old winks will start. From Barrier 9 and the 2,000-meter Queen Elizabeth Stakes at Rendwick as she attempts to finish her career with her 33rd consecutive win, 25th Group 1 victory, and are you sitting down? $18 million in prize money. Now, uh, I, I had Don't a for the race? No, 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 no. Oh, her, her career. Is, oh, she's <laughs> already won over $18 million. Wow. Now that's winning. That's not even, she hasn't even been to the breeding shed yet, which we're like, is she going to go to justify her American Pharaoh? Because both of those guys are shuttling to Australia now. Now I've got to just make a little point. A 37th victory. This would be her 37th or 33rd in a row, but 37th overall. A 37th victory will tie her with Farlap. Okay, mm. that who's like the Australian great super Do you horse. Think that's why they went for this to get the tie. I'm, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just. That's a great question. Did they do the tie? Are they not doing a 38th because they don't want to pass him? Yeah. You know, he's such Farlap a... Farlap is a legend in Australia. He is, he is a legend. Now, I wanted to point out a couple things. Farlap, still a legend, much like our Man of War. Uh, Farlap was born in 1926 and died in 1932. Very short life, four and a half, five and a half years. Um, but Farlap... <laughs> Remember, also won 37 races. And in 1928, 29, when he started running, do you know, can you guess how much money he well, won money in 37? Back then. So I'm going to guess uh, 130000 In Australian dollars, he won $66,738. Okay. <laughs> do you know what that is in American? American dollars, 37 victories. 
Huh, I wonder what that would be if you know if you do the whole time value of money thing. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I Jeremy, can't even hop on imagine. that. Thirty-seven thousand. Yeah. What 47. is it worth? To, yeah, forty-seven. What's it worth today? See what that. Yeah, forty-seven thousand in nineteen thirty. What is that worth today? That would be interesting to find out. Forty-seven six hundred fifty-three point six. Uh, anyway, so I just can't even believe that the the difference in the prize money. But anyway, um, it'll be on Saturday, so it's not like it's coming up anytime soon. But regular jockey Hugh Bowman, which by the way, I saw an interview with him and <clears throat> some other jockey to remain nameless, Mike Smith. Uh, but it was a really good interview, actually, and so it was interesting to kind of see. How the pressure has affected Hugh. We should actually, we could play half of that interview. I can't, I, well, anyway, you know how I love Mike Smith. Uh, so it was a great interview that he had with Hugh Bowman. And so um, it, it's just a lot of pressure. And I think that each victory, they kind of compared Zenyatta pressure to Wink's pressure. Jemmy, what is the calculation? What is $47,653 today? <laughs> it comes out to $686,508.78. Wow. That's still, still not in the millions. Yeah. But that's still, what is $18 million in Australian dollars? That must be like only like $13 million. You're asking too much of me, Jane. You're asking too much. My <laughs> bad. But that's, that's, that, there's a lot more money in racing. And, you know, they sold out on Saturday. They've sold out the number of ticket people that can even get in the racetrack is at 42,000. Randwick, so. yeah, they're going to have a big day there. So she's won this Queen Elizabeth Stakes the last two years. Uh, and so it's going to be, I mean... Can you? I don't know. I don't. We need to do like a betting prediction on Winks and who she's going to go to see this fall because they do their breeding different. They she'll she'll be bred this fall because you know they're upside down (laughs) in Australia. That's right. It's amazing she can run upside down (laughs) (laughs) and backwards. Doesn't the toilets flush backwards down there too? Yeah, yeah, everything's backwards. (laughs) Do they run the other Uh, direction down there? No, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, they do. Actually, I'm sorry. Of course, they do. Uh, as many races as we've seen of hers, yeah, yes, they, they do they run come the... around backwards. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Everything spins yeah. backwards in Australia, <laughs> and they're upside down. Well, oh, we're looking forward to that. That'll be exciting to see what happens there. And of course, we have the. Do you realize the Kentucky Derby is less than a month away? I know, for Saturday in May. It's crazy. That's less than a month away. We're going to be talking a lot more about Land Rover. Then badminton is coming up. I mean, over in England. I mean, we have a lot that happens in that three-week period of time. But in the meantime, you started... too much to do in the spring. It's just too much. You started a big bit of controversy. I did? Yes, you did. About what to do about ticks on Monday's show. So So, let me me stop and just say that as as my boss... I feel like I deserve a raise because I have had my finger on the pulse of the horse world. The last two times I've talked about something, which is the ticks. I've got a billion emails. About yeah. Ticks. And everybody disagrees. Nobody agrees. And so nobody agrees, no. but I, Everybody does agree that dog, I, I mean, I'm not kidding you how many, po- and I love them, keep sending them, how many photos I have of people's knees while they're sitting on a toilet with their pet staring <laughs> at them. I literally can make a coffee table book right now. Did you really get keep some? Coming. Oh my gosh. I have, 
I have not only just dogs staring at you. I have cats sitting in people's laps while they're sitting on the toilet. I have somebody who sent me a bunny. I am going to bring my geese in the house just so I can add to the coffee table book. Uh, but no, it's hilarious. <laughs> I, I mean, think and next year's calendar. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. And then I said, like, somebody sent me a picture of their dog staring at the mother in the shower, which begged the question, why do you have your phone in the shower? But I'm sure it was just for the picture. <laughs> anyway, keep them coming. I love them all. They're fantastic. Jamie, if you pay me enough, I'll drag one of these peacocks in here and take one and put the peacock <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> peacock could barely fit in your house. <laughs> They're huge. I would love to. You know what I want is a video of Jimmy trying to catch a peacock. <laughs> That's what I'd pay for. <laughs> well, you brought up the ticks thing, which brought me down a rabbit hole. Of course, I'm passionate about that topic. Having chronic Lyme disease, I hate ticks and everything to do with them. And we found Found several on us this year. A a massive amount of ticks here in Oklahoma, which I did not have in Arizona. I'm recently moved here and don't understand what happens in the spring. What is this thing? What is spring? And then I've I've read articles and I posted things that you're supposed to pull them off to tweezers and blah. And then there's people say, don't pull them off. And it's just a controversy. So who other to get on to talk about this than our very own Dr. Wendy Ying, who does the driving show and is our resident veterinarian here on the Horse Radio Network. Dr. Wendy, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yay. Hey, I'm so excited that not only is it Tick Day, but also Baby Birds in the House Day. (laughs) (laughs) Every day is Baby Birds in the House Day for you, isn't it? Yeah. For both of us, let's be honest. (laughs) Um, Somebody also sent me, by the way, Glenn, on that pull off the ticks. And then they were like, oh, because I said I was putting them on the ground and squishing them with a rock, like grinding them into the ground of the rock. And somebody's like, no, don't do that because they will pop into your eyeballs and then you'll get the disease. There have been (laughs) so many. I mean, when you get on the Lyme Facebook pages, everybody disagrees about it. Everybody. So, Wendy, set us straight. What's the deal? Okay. So, you can think about it like this. The, The tick... Is full of, uh, like, say you're trying to avoid limes or whatever disease you're trying to avoid, right? It's full of all this, like, bacteria and yucky stuff. So if you squish it, you have more chance of getting that blood on you. Also, like, if you twist the tick and pull it apart, right, a lot of times the head gets stuck in there. So, like, it's going to spit all the blood back into the horse. So what you're trying to do is pull it off with the like least amount of damage to the tick possible. And then you can kill it in something like rubbing alcohol. Like if you have a lot of ticks you're pulling off, just get a little jar of rubbing alcohol and just put them in the rubbing alcohol. That's what Jennifer does. She uses the alcohol. That's how she kills them. But what are you supposed to pull them off with? Now, I read a couple things on the Lyme pages again that said, use a tweezers, pull them off. And then there were people to say, don't do that because they basically, once you start to pull them off, they throw up all their stuff into the person or the animal. Right. So that's why you grab them as close to the head as possible. You don't want them to throw up the blood. That's what I'm saying. But if you grab them with tweezers and pull them off, that's great. But what? like, okay, you're at the barn. Yeah. Right? Okay. I you might have tweezers. I have something that I have in my grooming box now. And it is called the tick check tick remover. And it's this little green thing and it has it's like a I it's I don't know what it is, but it's about three inches long and you kinda it kinda like just goes up and, and the tick head just slides into the middle of it and and you pull them out. And it's sort of it's like the, the end of the hammer that you pull nails out with. Yes. Kind of like perfect. that. 
but like yeah. super small. And now I've got that in my thing. I don't think it's the easiest one to use. There must be an easier one because you have to really get it lined up exactly perfect or just kind of combs the tick, you know. There's well, got to you know be what? a better way. There, here, this is what I usually do. I use something that kills the tick. And so once you spray it with something, it lets go. I'm hoping it's not throwing up. Okay, this is the very non-scientific. By the way, way anybody eating breakfast this morning, you're welcome. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but like I use um, my favorite fly spray is that EcoVet fly spray. Yeah, that the stinky one. Oh, it's, it's so stinky, stinky, but it works, and that actually does kill the ticks. So you just spray it on, and then the ticks are either like killed or stunned. Then they're much easier. To, yeah, they're much easier to get off. Also, things that kill ticks are something that you have at the barn every day. Any permethrin-based fly spray. Okay, that will kill the ticks. Piranhas just, and the yellow. Yeah, the, the piranha bug. is great. And you can spray that on the tick and then wait a little, like a couple minutes, and then they're easier to pull off. So what what do you look for? Okay, so let's say that's that's what we do. And, and you know, it's kind of hard to check. The problem with ticks is there's two kinds. There's the big fat ones who who pose less danger as far as disease is concerned. And then there's the little tiny is deer ticks. Is that true or is that, that a is myth, true. Dr. No, that Wendy? Is, yeah, that, that is, is true. true. That the is little true. teeny tiny ones that you can't see are the ones that can spread the Lyme disease. So, so but my, the big fat ones can spread other diseases to horses. So the question is, how, how do you find the little ones? I mean, they're so little. Well, they're like impossible to find, especially if you have a horse that has like feathers, you know, yeah. so like any draft horses. But the thing about ticks, and I have to say, I'm super lucky in Sarasota because we don't have ticks and I hate ticks. But um, in other places that I've lived, ticks have been a real problem, like in Virginia, North Carolina. Like um, in Oklahoma. <laughs> in Oklahoma, Kentucky. But what you can do is like the ticks, what they do is uh, they they sit on like long grass or bushes and they hold their little arms out waiting for someone to come by and they grab on. So they're going to try to grab onto their legs or their tail. So during tick season, it's really important that you spray their legs down really well with either permethrin or the EcoVet or you can use a repellent. Uh, like, you know, any kind of DEET mosquito spray is it, that repels ticks. And then if you want to go for a natural repellent, uh, there's this, this um, it's called oil of lemon eucalyptus. And the brand name is Repel. So you can buy that online and that repels ticks and mosquitoes as well as DEET, which DEET is a synthetic chemical, whereas the Oil of lemon eucalyptus is an essential oil. Does it actually work? Yeah. Yeah, it works. Okay. Another thing you can use, um, which I've used in the past, is frontline spray, which is fipronil. It's like a flea and tick thing for dogs and cats, but it comes in a pump sprayer. So you can spray that on their legs and tail. You don't want to really spray it all over. That's pretty pricey. Okay, here's the thing. I was going to say, I, I was going to ask you about that because I bought a bottle off Amazon of the frontline spray. Mm -hmm. My horses were all coming in and, and my veterinarian is the one who suggested this. The horses are all coming in with, they have the ticks all over their chest and in their armpits in their front. So I've been pulling with this little stupid tool, these stupid yeah. ticks off these stupid horses. And so she's like, what you want to do? 
is take the spray and just spritz their legs once and just spray their chest and armpits. And since I did that, I have not pulled any ticks off those areas. I did pull one off Zeus between his butt. So then I sprayed yeah. it, like between his back legs. Right. But that's a really common place, like the inner thigh between their back legs. Cause it, they go to where the skin is thin or like you find a lot of around the anus yeah, and underneath the tail. So you want to, but, but you see, if you sprayed his tail and his hind legs, you're hoping that while they crawl up their little legs, that they'll die from the front line before they get to the, to the place where they can attach. Right. Right. I'm, I'm, I've had a, some fair amount of success in the like two weeks that I've been working on this. So, or a week and a half. So I'm glad to know it'll keep going. Yeah. Now I am looking at this repel and then what is the, how long does the EcoVet fly spray work? Cause I've heard you guys talk about it for years. I've never bought it before. Um, cause I never really needed it. So what yeah. is this EcoVet and what's so special oh, about it? it? It's, um, and see EcoVet is pretty natural, right? So permethrin is a synthetic chemical and also the one down thing about permethrins is, I mean, we can't live without that, but it does, um, affect all, uh, other insects, right? So if you, if you're a beekeeper or you're worried about, um, uh, beneficial insects, then spraying too much permethrin in your area can be bad. The fipronil, uh, frontline spray also is a chemical, but the EcoVet is just, um, it's food grade fatty acids in like a silicone base. But in some way, these fatty acids um, kill insects. Now, so, be aware, it does smell a bit, like a lot. Like poop. Glenn is apparently it's, really affected oh by this. It's, it, you know what it smells like to me? It, it's like it, it affects Glenn the way Skin So Soft affects me. I hate Skin So Soft. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Nonsense. It gives me a major headache. Oh. And this EcoVet gives Glenn the major headache. Now, one of the things that w we saw a lot of people post about, and I'm sure Jamie saw it too, was the drops. Is it the frontline drops? Whatever. The drops you put on their back supposed to protect them for a month. Do they work? And, you know, some people said, well, people, horses have reactions. We use them on the dog, you know. So what? what's the story? Those drops are permethrin drops. Okay. So if uh, you can use those. Uh, you know how they tell you to put it on the back of the leg, down the mane, down the tail? Right. And it's supposed to spread out. I um, I have used those in the past, but I found that spraying them once a day is a better option. And then also you're looking more. So if you're if you have a horse that's turned out, you're not going to do anything with them. Uh, you know, you're not going to spray them every single day. Those drops might be a good option. Mm -hmm. You know, but really, um, if it, the best way to get rid of ticks. And the, uh, is to groom them every day and spray them down. So, Wendy, we've been getting a lot of deer ticks here in Ocala. We've never had them before. So this is the first year. And I've had them on me. I've had a couple. I found a couple on me. Fortunately, I hadn't latched on yet. And we found a couple on the horses. And what Jennifer does, she pulls them off and then puts them in the, you know, alcohol to kill them. But then she actually shaves the spot and keeps an eye on it for the bullseye rash, especially with the deer ticks. So is, is that something that's good to do? Well, after you get the tick off, even if it's not infected with uh, limes or, or lachia, or, you know, it uh, they have so much bacteria on their mouth parts that they can get an infection, just a skin infection. So when you pull the tick off, you should wash it with soap and water 
And then you can put on any antibiotic ointment or, you know, I use a lot of silver spray in my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to, you can get a local infection there. Okay. But um, in, in horses, we don't always see the bullseye rash. Right. You know, if they have black skin. You don't, well, you won't see it. What I've noticed is that when I do pull a tick off, there's a, there's a fairly hard bump there for a while. So that, is that the infection inside yeah, the skin? That, that's like the skin horses. Um, you know how horses make, uh, the reason that horses can have a big chunk of muscle come off. And then like a year later, you're like, Oh, I don't, I didn't even remember he had that big wound. Horses are great at making granulomatous tissue that fills in big holes. So like proud flesh, right? Horses are great mm-hmm. at making proud flesh. So that's that reaction that's, that you're seeing. They're reacting to that tick bite. So, okay. So one other question to follow it out here then. Um, what do we keep an eye out for as far as Lyme disease is concerned? What do we watch for symptomatically with the horse? Well, the problem is uh, with Lyme, when they first get bitten by the tick, you really don't see much. Right. Right. In the beginning. So uh, if you are in an area that's endemic for Lyme and you have. Which, by the way, they say is all 50 states now. Right. And you have multiple tick bites on your horse, just like with people, whether you see the bullseye or not you're assuming that you have been exposed to Lyme's disease and the treatment is antibiotics immediately, right? So when you first get bitten by a tick, they put you on two weeks of doxycycline. That's something that you can discuss with your vet and um, decide to do depending on the tick bites and your area and the, and the amount of Lyme's disease you have. Okay. But, but if, if Lyme's if Lyme's disease is endemic in the United States, it's like it's like Eastern encephalitis. Okay, it's spread by mosquitoes. So here in Florida, we have mosquitoes year round. So we have to vaccinate for that. That's important because that's endemic in the United States. So your chances of getting Lyme is is proportional to how many times you get bitten by a tick. Okay. okay, so my horses don't get bitten by ticks because we don't have ticks in Sarasota. So their chance of getting Lyme is low. But if you're pulling off 20 ticks off your horse in one day and you have Lyme's disease in those that tick population, then your chances are, are much higher. And we're not even going to talk about that uh, thorny-legged tick they're finding all over New York that's causing all that the problems up there. Uh, oh, yeah. We're not, I saw a report on that yesterday. Apparently, where was it, on Long Island, that half the deer population has these, the, what, I don't know. They're the ones they that after you, get, yeah, after you get bit, you can't eat meat anymore. You become a vegetarian yeah. because you yeah. get sick. The vegan tick. <laughs> yeah, it's the vegan tick. <laughs> it's true, though. It sounded like an April Fool's joke, but apparently it's not. No, it's true. I know somebody that had that. Ugh. Know, my friend Larissa's mom has it. She's and it, like, awful. Hmm. Uh, you know, anyway, we're going to end on a, on a happy note here. Well, the happy note was now you've gotten the official opinion of Dr. Wendy Ying of what to do. I have uh, one more happy note. Yeah? You need to get guineas because guineas eat tons and tons of ticks every day. So, Jamie, you need chickens to get guineas. Get chickens again? I wanted to talk to you about this. Um, chickens because... will do it, but guineas eat more and guineas... they're more fun. 
<laughs> they're more loud. They're more friendly. Now, the problem I have with that is we have a abundant coyote population here. Well, then you'll be like, giving them lunch, too. It's a circle of life, Jamie. I don't want to participate in the circle of life. Blend. <laughs> I want things dead. Okay? That's all I want. <laughs> you don't have dead chickens. <laughs> so that's a, the thing is we're building a coop to like keep the chickens in. They're going to have to live in this coop. And the geese like walk around with us, but then I have to put them back. They they own a stall in my barn. Um, <laughs> and then I've got like, I just don't want to feed, you know, uh, can guineas, are guineas territorial enough and crazy enough to, to live amongst coyotes? Yeah, guineas are pretty good as long as they can get up. Into the trees where the coyotes can't get them. Okay. And you know what? I have another great idea for you. You know what you need if you have a coyote problem? Donkeys. You need a donkey. Mini donkeys. Yeah, I'm sure Chad will go for that. Maybe oh even my. Poitou. Big donkey. <laughs> we're just going to... To get rid of the ticks, I'm going to get some guineas. To get rid of the coyotes that are going to eat the guineas, yeah. i got to get some donkeys. And to, to get, get rid donkeys. of the husband, I have to get the donkeys. <laughs> So or you it, can get those big dogs, like uh, you can get guard dogs. <laughs> I gotta get more dogs, more Great dogs tyranny. for the donkeys that are gonna take care of the I don't think you're helping I don't think you're helping her marriage, Doctor Wendy. You're gonna be paying for the counseling here soon. So, so Wendy, Bloods before on your hands, Doctor Wendy. <laughs> before you go, Wendy, thank you for joining us. By the way, it's drwendyying.com, and she, of course, is on the driving episode every month here on Horses in the Morning. But before you go, um, U.S. News and World Report just released for two. 2019, the 20 best places to live in America. And guess what hit the list? One place in Florida. Sarasota. Sarasota, Florida, where Wendy lives. And on the list, the number one reason was because there's no ticks. There's no ticks, and Wendy <laughs> lives there. Good veterinarians. That was the other reason I read in, in there. Mm-hmm. They have great veterinarians. Awesome. Thank great. you, Dr. Wendy. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a great show. Go ahead and send me the guinea fowl, the donkeys, and the Great Pyrenees. I need all of those things. So bring I'll write your prescription for that. <laughs> and then Chad can't complain. Exactly. Doctor's orders. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> Thank you, Wendy. Bye. Bye. Well, before we get to our next guest, we have to I talk. I love her. She is the worst for me. Like, she can't is. live near She is an other. encourager, an enabler. She definitely is an enabler. Oh. Uh, before we get to our next guest, let's talk a little bit about horselovers.com. Well, horselovers.com. Let's see. Well, I did some damage on there. It's all the time. But they always have these great sales. Uh, that are going on and it changes every day. And now they've got a cinch for every horse, $10 off. That is their kind of their deal of the day. Their spring deal of the day. Uh, this is what their spring deal of the day, excuse me. You can go on and win, enter to win a WinTech synthetic saddle and bridle saddle cleaner and the Weber's $125 value. They've got ovation deals. They've got all sorts of, oh, I've got two items in my cart. What did I put in my cart? I just went to the website. Oh yeah. I need some bridle hooks and saddle racks for the barn. And you can, you can find everything at horselovers.com. I bought my weather beat a blanket at horse lovers. And then I can get all my saddle hooks and all the hardware for the horses and the barn. And then also I had to get some dewormers. So I just bought all the dewormers there. You save on, you know, if you buy everything in one place, you don't have to pay shipping. Like, you know, they always have shipping deals. If you spend over this much, you get, I I told, I I bought some brushes the other day. They came with the order of fly sheets that I bought from horse lovers and Chad. Oh, he's like, you got a big box from horse lovers. 
And I was like, okay, you can open it. It's his fly sheets. And I'd forgotten that I bought a bunch of brushes. And he, <laughs> I, he's like, why do we need more, more brushes? brushes? Don't we have like, enough brushes? <laughs> if I spent over $99, shipping was free. So I then basically these brushes <laughs> were free, free because I had to spend over a certain amount. He's like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, so if you snowed. pay shipping or I can pay for the brushes, you know, it just doesn't make completely, you know, whatever. Especially when you're buying blankets. I mean, yeah. Well, you need more blankets, you need fly sheets, you need dewormers, you need hardware for your burn. All of these things you can find in one place. That's on horselovers.com. They are not responsible for problems in your marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Or they might be. Uh, Or they might be. Horseloverswithaz.com. Speaking of Weatherbeta, Weatherbeta has been a terrific supporter of ours over the years for two things. Radiothon for like the last five years, and also for our coverage of what used to be Rolex and now the, what is it? The 2019 Kentucky Land Rover three-day event presented by Mars Equestrian. There you go. Good job. So we have Jess on here, who's a senior account director with Weatherbeta. She's been on the show before. Hi, Jess. Hey, Glenn. How are you? Good. So Jamie has just bought all your blankets, apparently, and you have none left um, and, and fly sheets. So They had to make Excellent. more. It's actually a true story. No, you know, our winter was fabulous. So there's a lot of horses out there with weather beetle blankets on. Yeah, We're really excited. About yeah. That. Two years <laughs> ago, you. two years ago, it was a mild winter and you guys probably didn't sell anything. This last winter, you probably sold out and could have made 10,000 more. It was like... We legit could have. So that's a true story. It was it was an excellent season for us. So how do you you just (laughs) have to predict good? You have to see Weatherbeta survives on all of our misery. If we have horrible winters, (laughs) then Weatherbeta does well. It's it's a thing. True story. I actually get really upset if it's not snowy and miserable outside in the <laughs> entire United States of America. So <laughs> I'm rooting for bad weather while you guys are like, please let it be clear. <laughs> well, all right. Let's talk. First, thank you guys so much for, again, supporting our coverage. We're going to be at Land Rover. We'll be doing special episodes like we always do Friday morning. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll be putting out an episode Friday morning and again Sunday morning from Land Rover. We'll have a whole bunch of guests on. It's going to be a lot of fun. But one of the things you see there at the various booths and various stands is Weathervita products. And uh, so tell us what's coming up for spring and what, what, what are people going to see? What should they go buy? So um, for spring, we have all of our wonderful fly sheets, which you can go to weatherbeta.com to actually view. Uh, Obviously, fly sheets, and you guys have just talked about ticks and I'm assuming other bugs, Um, but that's going to protect your horse against all of the biting insects that you have. Um, Maybe not 100% ticks, but at least it will be a a little barrier. Um, It also, uh, well, what's fantastic about fly sheets, too, is that they also protect against UV damage. Um, something that we as humans are always concerned about, but it's definitely a problem for horses as well, especially the light-colored ones. Um, so that's that's something that your uh, listeners would want to look out for. Um, we also are going to be running some unique promotions on our Dublin helmet line, which we have three styles on. So you'll see that at uh, the Land Rover three-day event. And we will be there with one of our customers, One Stop Equine Shop, 
and we will have two representatives in the booth. So anything that people have questions about um, for Weatherbeta or Dublin, they can go to that booth and ask one of our representatives any questions that they have. I'm trying to remember um, where so one stop again, is. I'm, it, I'm, I can't remember if it's in the big building or in the tents below the big building. I'm trying to remember. I, I don't it's remember. in the tents. It, well, it's in, I believe it should still be in the tents below, below the, the big, big building. building. Okay, got it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, State Line Tech will also be there. So that's a customer that supports our products really well. So you should be able to see some of our products in those booths too. Very good. Now, you also have the lighter weight sheets for spring. So if, if uh, mm-hmm. people are looking mm-hmm. like here in Florida, we get a lot of rain and there are p- parts of the country are flooding and getting tons of rain. Uh, you have the rain sheets as well, right? Absolutely. So we do have all different styles of rain sheets, um, including detachable neck rain sheets, combo, high neck, standard neck. So your horse will be covered no matter what needs you need to fulfill. And you also do a lot of uh, announcements about new products. You do giveaways and you have email promotions. And where can people find those? Uh, so they would want to sign up to receive our emails um, through the Weatherbeta website, the weatherbeta.com, or the Dublin Clothing website. So that would be DublinClothing.com. And one other thing, of course, we're going to watch cross country, and you guys carry a complete range of horse boots and wraps and stuff for people that are out there jumping around things and doing it maybe not so well and hitting them all the time. <clears throat> <laughs> It was not a hint. It was not. (laughs) I wasn't directing it at anybody in particular. (laughs) Yes. So we have a full line of Weatherbeta horse boots that you'd want to look out for. And we also have um, Roma horse boots that you also would want to look for. Uh, We do have the prime range as well, which if you like to match, um, that's something that you'll want to look for in store. It will be um, wraps. So polo wraps we have in that line. We also have saddle pads, dressage, and all-purpose to go with it, um, as well as we have some coolers coming out. So um, matchy-matchy is all the rage. If that's what you like, look for the prime range in Weatherbeta. And the other thing that happens at Weatherbeta, one last thing, is it's always muddy. Do you still have people boots? For oh, season. yeah. So um, <laughs> Dublin Dublin footwear is what you'd be looking for. Um, and you're going to likely see quite a few of them when you go to the three-day event uh, in Kentucky at the end of the month. Because as you know, like you said, it always rains. Um, so we have the great Dublin River boots and Pinnacle boots, as well as the rest of the collection, um, which is extensive now. We've just added to it. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw that in January, and you guys really have added a whole lot to that. So you can take a look for all that stuff yeah. uh, if you're heading over there. If you're not heading over there, uh, you know one of our terrific sponsors today, HorseLovers.com, has has most of the products. Plus, uh, you mm-hmm. you can find all the details at Weatherbeta.com uh, for all for all the different products as well. So, Jess, thank you so yep. much. We appreciate you joining us again for the cover. Jess. Yeah. Jess, will we see you this year at the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event presented by Mars Equestrian? <laughs> She's just practicing. <laughs> you you won't see me, um, but you will see two of our other representatives. So you'll see, her name is Jenny Sheridan, and you'll see Maddie Slack. Perfect. Send them over to our booth so we can uh, sit down and chat with them. I will. Thank you. Thanks, Jess. Yeah. Talk to you soon.
All right, guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Cool. Bye-bye. Bye, Jess. So I was talking about... Um, I was talking about... Uh, the list and for my crappy list Wednesday have brought you guys a list that I think that you you can guess. I'm going to let you guess. We do this every year on the show. We kind of do the list of the best places to live in America. And for some reason you and I have never list, lived in any uh, these places. <laughs> we've just, we've yeah. had lousy luck and we've never lived in any of these places. So this is put out by the US News and World Report and they take several factors into consideration including affordability, job prospects, quality of life, crime rates, healthcare, all of that stuff. And then they t- they rank these cities and they're not necessarily big cities. Um they you know they can be smaller cities as well. And they they come up with the top 20 best places to live in America. And uh you want me, I'll start at number 20 here and we'll we'll go down the list and see I I have a lot of relatives that live in num- number 20 and it is a neat place and that's Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't know if you've ever been to Charlotte, but it's kind of a neat town. Actually, Chad flies in and out of there a lot, and he's like, mm, we could live here. Yeah, it, the airport's nice there, actually. <laughs> kind of halfway in between beach and mountains. It is. It is. And it's kind of a neat town. It's cosmopolitan, yet not too big. So they have a lot of cool you know, uh, stuff if you're into... They must have a million coffee shops, and that's unusual for a town in the South. So 19 is Washington, D.C. How the hell did that make a list? Um, because probably some politician Traffic somebody's is awful. pocket. <laughs> <laughs> tra- you can't get around. It's awful. There's always problems. I don't know. Sarasota was number 18, and Dr. Wendy lives there. Sarasota, by the way, if we had to pick up, pack up and move out of Ocala, we would move to Sarasota. That's the one other place we would live in Florida. It is beautiful there. Um, 17, it, they have the whitest beaches in Sarasota. Uh, 17, Boise, Idaho. Have you ever been to Idaho? I went to Boise. I loved. I loved it. I went to remember the uh, just about three hour drive from Boise in the middle of nowhere it was a Diamond D ranch, and I went and spent a week there. Boise uh, and the, the Idaho is unbelievable, spectacular. It's just as pretty as it comes. Doctor Siemens lives there, so we'll have to ask him about it. Huh. Number sixteen is one of my favorite cities in the mountains, and that's Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Asheville's just beautiful. And, you know, the Biltmore is there, but the town is cool, and it's just a neat spot. Is it too touristy now? It's, well, it's getting... It's getting touristy, but one of the things it is, they're really into, if you're into the bar scene, then Asheville, North Carolina is the place to be because they have more of their own microbrews and stuff. They must have 20 breweries now in Asheville. So it's not the bar scene. It's not like we're going clubbing. We're going drinking. You're going drinking in Asheville. Yeah. And it's kind of become an artsy scene too. So uh, they have lots of theaters. It's really kind of California in the mountains. Uh, and then there's the Biltmore. <clears throat> so, and if you can, and you get up there, take, go for the tra- trail ride at the Biltmore. Jennifer did that, absolutely loved it. Uh, number 15, Nashville, Tennessee. Now, I love pe- Nashville. I know, but people, Lisa Waisaki wants you not to move to Nashville because Nashville's getting so crowded. So many people have been moving there. Apparently, traffic is horrendous now. Uh, they have a billboard that says, don't move here. <laughs> I mean, right as you're entering. Because we're dicks. Because <laughs> we don't want you. Yeah. So, yeah, Nashville, Tennessee is uh, is another one that uh, is on the list. That's number 15. San Jose, California. Never been there. I don't know. 
Anything no. about San Jose? Uh, I bet it's pretty. Yeah, it's it sounds pretty. It's California, inexpensive. It's got to be expensive. Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I would say, can we put the caveat in the summertime for a couple of these? They're wonderful yeah. in the summertime, uh, especially for the next one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Madison, Wisconsin. Didn't they just have another snowstorm like two days ago? Wait, what is what is the what is this category here? Why why are these being picked? Low crime. Because nobody can go outside to steal anything. Nobody wants to leave the house. So I imagine crime is low. Uh, you gotta have that. And the good cheese. Uh eleven, Huntsville, Alabama. No. Nope. Never been to Huntsville. I um, have. Jamie, yeah, you ever been to Huntsville? In space camp in Huntsville? Yeah. I My brother. Um, no, I think I've maybe spent all of five minutes in Alabama altogether. <laughs> yeah, I drove through it once, and that was great it. choice. We never stopped. Great choice, Jimmy. <laughs> Keep on going. <laughs> Number I'm ten, another beautiful, beautiful place on the East Coast is. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> Kayla just tuned in our listener and sent me a message, Jamie, and she said uh, San Jose is not pretty. Just an FYI. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> By the way, all of you in Alabama that are angry that I said go just straight through Alabama and don't stop, you can send your emails to Jamie Horse Radio Network. Wait, oh, you can't because Alabama like doesn't have internet. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can send them to Jennifer at Horse Radio Network. Uh, number 10 is a neat, neat city. And Megan, I know you live there. <laughs> yes. One of our listeners. I know yes. you live there. It's okay. You did it to yourself. You moved there. Weirdo. <laughs> uh, number 10 on the list, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. The Tri-Cities there. That is so such a cool area. It really is. Uh, Seattle, Washington. I've only been there for one night. I don't know. I love Seattle. It was really fun. Yeah. I wouldn't live there, but it's nice. Yeah. Portland, Oregon, also yep. on the list. Awesome. San Francisco. I don't know. Awesome. But to visit, I don't think you couldn't afford, none of us could afford to live there. That's. Oh, no, I wouldn't want to live there, but I love visiting there. <laughs> I don't I know why it. it made the list. Uh, you know, if you take affordability into account, it shouldn't even be on the list. It's just the most pl- expensive place to live in the country. Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Nope. This list is crap. <laughs> Des Moines, Iowa, <laughs> is number five. Number nope. four is Fayetteville, Arkansas. I'm surprised at that one, to be honest. I can't believe, I can't really say I've spent a lot of time in Arkansas, so no, I, I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, number three, and I, we, I think I agree with the top three here. Top three, number three, Colorado Springs, Colorado. It's beautiful. Yep. That's awesome. Number two, Denver, Colorado, also beautiful. And and easy to get around. That's the other thing I found about Denver. Now, number one, Chad just spent some time. Uh, he had a layover in this city, and he was like, "It is down. Like, it is awesome." Well, number it's one. very hip now. It's the hip place to live. And what they said, it. By the way, we're talking about Austin, Texas, took the number one spot. They said the number of people moving there has decreased, although it's still a favorite of everybody. That's because it, everybody's going to Nashville. So, like, either you want to live in Austin or Nashville if you like that kind of thing. So, that's your two. You know what's sad? There are only two places on this entire list I've ever even been. That's just sad. Road trip, baby. Let's go. Uh, they're both in North Carolina. One's only because I was born there. <laughs> <laughs> North Carolina is a neat state. I do like North Carolina. Um, they have lots of ticks. But Washington, but- D.C., how the hell did that get on this list? Um, let's just point out 
anything in Minnesota or Wisconsin or Michigan that also made the list because I talked to those people this winter and they hate themselves. <laughs> like they're all like, why do we live here? <laughs> you know, you are. But crime is really low. <laughs> <laughs> Summer's beautiful. Summer's beautiful. Yeah. So there's the list. Uh, that's what I'll put out every year by U.S. News and World Report. Do you know what else uh, made the headlines again? Because every time he leaves the house and does something, it makes the headlines. Prince Philip was seen driving his four-in-hand carriage around the grounds of Windsor Castle. He is 97. He wasn't driving a single. He was driving a four-in-hand. Well, there's just no explaining crazy. I know. He like, <laughs> that's a, no, I mean that's beautiful. That is the I hope I can do that at 97. <laughs> yeah, right. I saw the picture and I mean he's driving. There's yep. two handlers in the back that are probably, you know, helped him up into the giant buggy. What kind of buggy is that? That's uh it's a four-wheel carriage. Um and there's a fell pony. So, if here's the queen rides fell ponies and they also use them for driving. So, they're probably what 15 hand fell p- 14 and a half hand ponies. Um some get a little larger. But but they are, first of all they're beautiful. And but he's got that means he has multiple reins in each hands and he's driving around like nothing at 97. Now he had to give up his you remember he had to give up his driving license because he had an accident here a while ago. Yeah. So he gave well, up his driving well, license. And I read in this article that the queen, too, also just voluntarily gave up her driver's license. Why the hell would they be driving around <laughs> Why'd you want anyway? to? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, Prince Philip's pretty independent and, and has never, he's always driven himself places. Uh, but now they said when he leaves the grounds, he still drives around the grounds, but when he leaves the grounds, he has to have a driver. Now. Can you imagine you are you know, at Main Street and Central, okay? And you drive up and there's a red light and you stop at the red light. You're like, oh, looking at your watch and you happen to look over and the freaking Queen of England is in the next car. <laughs> like, what? And the president can't even drive somewhere without they shutting down the dang roads here and like, here be like, hello, Queen Mother. <laughs> what? That's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. But yeah, I hope at 92 I can do that. That would be nice. And and also on my list of things to own in my lifetime is a fell pony. They're the coolest things. But they're a little expensive. You've so. got a lot of moving and a lot of shopping to do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. All right, let's do this. Let's uh, see. I don't know if our next guest is ready. This song. And you're going to have to talk for a second while I f- uh, get a song. Okay, well, let's discuss. Oh, your latest episode is out. Tell us about that. Oh, yes, Retired Racehorse Radio. The most recent episode is out. Is it the fourth or the fifth one? The fifth one. I think it's the fifth one. And listeners of Horses in the Morning will recognize a segment that I did because uh, we took Monty Roberts and put him on the Retired Racehorse Radio show. Which, by the way, I'm getting great feedback for. So thank you. If you like it, go on. Like this show or that show. If you can go on and rate us and give us like a good review that apparently people read those things. Uh, so, yeah, if you like this show, go on and do that. We appreciate it. And I love all the messages I've been getting about Retired Racehorse Radio and suggestions for people to have on the show. So we love that. If you have the Horse Radio Network app and that's how you listen to the shows, you can update your app and boom, we pop up right at the top. RetiredRacehorseRadio.com is also our website. You can find us on Facebook, uh, all of those you know typical places that you would go and listen to your podcast. We 
are, and we had a. I really like this episode. We had a. Uh, we have do a spotlight writer who's coming to the makeover. She was lovely, and then we do a Winter Circle Adoptable Horse of the Week, and we tell you about a new vocations horse that's up for adoption. And so far, that's very successful. We do that here now on this show, uh, once a month or a couple times a month. Anyway, there's a lot to talk about, a lot of fun stuff. Go check it out, Retired Racehorse Radio, Episode 5. It's like my little baby that I'm watching get up and grow wings. It is, and it's doing very well, too. One other thing before we get to Adrian, who, uh, by the way, speaking of Nashville, that's where she's out of, uh, with a song called Boots and Pearls. Uh, so tonight at 7.30 for the auditors, in the auditor room on Facebook, we're going to do a Facebook Live. Megan Aline and I are going to do the she's first one of anymore. these. She's not anymore. I already bagged on Alabama hard enough or she's not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she cares what you say, actually. Um, so she's going to be there tonight. And we're going to interview an auditor, Kayla Benny is going to be on, our friend Kayla. So we have a special, we have something special planned for Kayla that she doesn't know about. When I told her we were going to start this series getting to meet auditors and we're going to start doing it in the auditor room and a Facebook Live, I didn't tell her what it was going to be or what it was going to involve. But just, let's just say we've dug into some psychology tests that people take uh, and some other things. And uh, Megan has gone a little crazy. Do so you want other be, auditors to participate it in this? Be a, <laughs> it could be a one-time done thing. I don't know. But <laughs> Megan went a little crazy, and I think we should have a lot of fun with it. Uh, Kayla's going to be playing some games tonight. So we'll see cool. how she makes out. But you can join us tonight for that in the auditor room. Now, Adrian with Boots and Pearls will be back. We have... Uh, Justine coming up from Heels Down Happy Hour, another show that's doing very well. They were up 50% in the first quarter this year with their downloads. So she's coming on to talk to us about a funny thing that they have going on at Land Rover. No, the Land Rover Kentucky three-day events presented by Mars Equestrian. That's what I Seems fair With my Blue jeans Diamond rings And roses in my hair I rode a bronc He was tough The boys all out a lot to you But you know we were all just Living it up and trying to have fun County fair That blonde hair Short denim skirt Up to there The cowboys took their hats Girls all giggle I pressed the dude
That's what I wear That's what I Adrian, you can find all of her music. Just search for Adrian in iTunes and it'll pop up over there. So you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. I am Glenn the Geek and I am joined by supposedly Jamie Jennings, although I think we've lost her. But I think Jamie is still here. Is that correct? I'm here. Okay, good. And we're also joined. I'm back. You're back. Good. And we're also <laughs> joined right now by Justine from Heels Down Happy Hour, one of the terrific hosts over there. Heels Down Happy Hour is a podcast here on the Horse Radio Network, and it's doing very well. Congratulations, Justine. Thanks so much, Glenn. We're having such a fun time doing the podcast. It's great. Yeah, and you guys, your numbers are way up. I don't know what you've been doing, but apparently people like it. That sounds great to me. (laughs) (laughs) So you have, let's give a quick plug. You have a brand new host. We do have a brand new host. So we we hosted a casting call where we asked our listeners who were interested in becoming a host to submit a video to us uh, explaining their most embarrassing horse show moment. And we got so many really hilarious videos. Oh my goodness. I was like literally snort cackling at my computer watching all of these videos. (laughs) Um, but we picked a host. It was really hard, but we picked, uh, Ellie Wozniaka, who is a young horse trainer in Pennsylvania. She has her own farm. She rides Western and English. She has jumpers and she starts Colts and she does some reining and she's just a hoot. She's super funny. She's super smart. We love having her on the show. And so she just did her first show with us last week. That's right. She might be more of uh, that girl than Jamie is. So, uh, oh my goodness. They're competing for that girl <laughs> category. So, <laughs> she was great. She really did a good job for her first episode. So, so yeah. you guys, it's a big time for you when you head to Land Rover. And boy, you're pulling out all the stops. You guys have a lot planned this time. Oh my goodness. We have so much fun stuff planned. Uh, so if for anyone who is going to Land Rover in Kentucky at the end of the month, uh, not only are we going to tape a show there live from the trade floor, but we're also hosting a bunch of events with some of our uh, some of our professional friends. So if you are interested in meeting one of the five-star horses that's going to run the cross-country course, uh, Courtney Carson, who is the head groom for Doug and Jessica Payne, is going to be doing a really intimate meet and greet with Van Diver, Doug Payne's horse, who's uh, headed to Kentucky. On Friday morning, so this would be after he rode dressage, but before cross-country day, where you can meet him, ask Courtney, who we've had on the podcast several times. Uh, She's an expert groom. She knows every grooming hack you can think of. Uh, You could ask her all those questions in person and meet Van Diver. That'll be Friday morning. Uh, Then we're also working with Olympian Kyle Carter, 
who's not riding this year at Kentucky, but he's going to be doing a analysis of the cross-country course and the cross-country riding Saturday morning. And we have a small group. Uh, you could sign up to meet, and you're going to meet him at Jump One, and you get to basically spend the day watching cross-country with Kyle Carter, ask him questions. They'll analyze the rides as, as we watch riders go through. Um, I don't know that the- this has been done that way before. Usually the course walks happen the day before or the two days right. before, and you walk around with a professional rider and they describe what's going to happen, but I don't know of one that has actually done it live. Isn't that kind of cool? We yeah. thought it was an interesting spin uh, where you can actually watch riders tackle the jumps, cha- like tackle the whole course, and then you could ask someone who's done it himself many That's times. That's amazing. How yeah. cool. Now, does he have like an earpiece he's going to be talking into and like there's people following him around or is he going to be like, oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> so what happened is what's going to happen? So we're limiting this to very small groups, uh, which I think is the best part of it. All Every single experience is going to be pretty intimate. So there's only a handful of spots left to, to hang out with Courtney and Van Diver. There's only a handful of spots left to hang out with Kyle. So it's going to feel pretty intimate. Like you're just walking the course with him and 10 other people, you know, so there's no yelling, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, but yeah, you can come and go as you please, I guess. Um, but, you know, this is like a, an event you have to sign up for. It's not like you can just show up. How are you going to prevent people from just following? Yeah, like us. Because we'll be at Jump 1, too. Uh, Uh, Well, the good thing is we know what you guys look like, so we can (laughs) shoo you away. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's Kentucky. Everyone's in a good mood, happy to help each other out. I'm not worried about any any sort of problems. Uh, But then our last event is uh, it wouldn't be Hillstone Happy Hour if we weren't doing our own happy hour. So we're going to host a happy hour in Lexington. Uh, and we reserved a room at a restaurant and, uh, anybody can come and have dinner with us, have drinks, hang out with Justin and I meet the whole heels down team. It's going to be really fun. We're going to, uh, oh. definitely joy and I are going to try and come over Saturday night, at least for drinks. We're going to get over there for sure. That's great. And we have Where all the information. And when, yeah, tell everybody now. If you go to our website, heelsdownmag.com, we have a list of all our events for Kentucky starting from Friday with Courtney, which is Friday morning, and then Kyle is Saturday morning for cross country, and then we're doing our live show Friday night, and then Saturday night is the happy hour. And all the details are there where you can sign up, so all you got to do is go to www.heelsdownmag.com. But I do have an interesting surprise I was hoping I could share with you guys today, too. Uh, we love surprises. Yay. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't. So we're, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love surprises. I think, Jamie hates them. But go ahead. <laughs> Jamie, I think this type of surprise is right up your alley. So, okay, good. Um, we're going to do something super fun at Kentucky where we have made a bunch of briefs, uh, which are what you think of, underwear briefs, with the Heels Down Brief logo on them. And you might see them around the Kentucky Horse Park if you're going to uh, going to Land Rover. Now, are these? And if you, I heard I heard a little birdie said they're men's briefs. Is that correct? They, they are men's briefs. Think whitey tighties. Okay? <laughs> Women don't wear briefs, Glenn. They don't wear brief. we I am. Um, so you're gonna take these men's briefs and do what with them? Yeah. Wait. So what? They have our heels down brief logo on them and if you find one because they could be anywhere on the kentucky horse park you got to come find us and it's sort of like a scavenger hunt because we have tons of really awesome goodie bags full of brands and discounts uh, or products and brands of like brands that we love uh brands that we've talked about on the podcast before and reviewed 
um, just some of our favorite products. We have discount coupons and actual products in these goodie bags. And if you find a pair of briefs and you come and find us, you're going to get a goodie bag. And we hope you'll take a picture of it and post it on social media, too. This is fantastic. So you've hidden men's underwear around the Kentucky Horse Park, and those who find it can bring it to what you. What could possibly now, go wrong with what that? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> uh, I'm going to call the police because somebody left their underwear. I have a complaint. This is very <laughs> sexist on, on, on Heels Down's part. That's why we love it. Hey, it's very sexist. Hey. What about women's underwear? It wouldn't be the heels down brief without men's briefs, though, right? I mean, we don't have women's briefs. Listen, Glenn, everything is always <laughs> about you men. Give us something. <laughs> not, in world, not in the horse world, Jamie. Not in the horse world, I think. We're I good. am going to start looking for men's underwear around the Kentucky Horse Park. There be people are going to be like, what are you doing? I'm like, just looking for my underwear. It- <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how many get turned in and how many people go, oh, and throw them away. Yeah, I mean they're clean. Don't worry. If you like they're find brand a pair new. of men's underwear, if you find a pair of underwear, you are not going to pick it up and throw it away. No, you're not going to you pick it up at all. It is, you're just going to walk away. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you're going to point to all your friends and say, "There's men's underwear over there." This is going to be great. I'm excited. <laughs> it's going to be the talk of the whole thing. Good job. Uh, I think so. It feels like a very happy heels on happy hour thing to do, right? And these aren't pre-worn by Boyd Martin or anything, right? No, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Boyd might do that, actually, for you. He might do that. He might. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where to go with this, actually, from here. Um, Only you guys. That's all I can say. Only you guys. Great. I love it. That's fantastic. And so they just have to bring it to you guys, which you'll be where at the booth? We, we could be anywhere. Um, I guess our non-official headquarters will probably be the Eagle Gold booth on the trade floor, but okay. we'll, we'll, be, we'll be easy to spot. We'll all be wearing our heels down Equin style shirts. Um, so you'll find us out and about. And you guys are going to be doing your show. If people want to stop by and watch you record, I think Friday evening, 4.30, yep. 5 o'clock. Yep. Right. Um, basically, we're going to, I think we're going to try to do it when all the events are over. So after dressage, obviously, and after the, the show jumping Grand Prix. Um, so we'll be, we'll be at the Eco Gold booth Friday evening in the trade floor. Uh, and any, you could come stop by, listen to us, record the show. Um, have a drink with us there, or you can come and meet with us um, for a real, more formal happy hour on Saturday. Oh, by the way, Jemmy, uh, Friday night, the... What night is that? The twenty, the 26th, you're going to get a show you have to edit by the next morning. I thought I'd better um, tell her that. Wait, <laughs> what? No, no plans no for pressure. you that Friday night. <laughs> wait, sorry, what? <laughs> Blame Justine. They love you, so they said you have to <sighs> handle that personally. Oh my goodness! Sorry, and it's Jimmy. live, so I can't even back out. <laughs> Remember your improv training, yes? Only and? for you, Justine. <laughs> Only Aww. for you. And you owe me a drink or two or fifteen. All right, deal, <laughs> deal. All right, that sounds great. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you guys there, real quick. Uh, I know you had a couple of campaigns going on over at Heels Down as well. One is called the Show Ready Campaign. Yes. So if you heard our last episode uh, with Ellie, uh, this is uh, all what we talked about was how to get show ready from how to be fit yourself as a rider, how to get your horse fit for the show season, but also 
some of your, your one of our favorite products that we need that we you know we just can't go to a horse show without. Um, and it was it was a really fun discussion. And so we're continuing that campaign also in the heels down brief where we asked a bunch of professional riders, you know, what are some of their techniques to get ready for the show season? Uh, and then we've also written some articles that you'll see on heels down mag now, um, on our website, but then also through throughout this month of all show ready, get yourself ready from your mental prep to exercises you can do at home to, uh, tips on how to uh, different writing exercises, basically everything you can think of. Um, but probably my favorite part of this show ready campaign was just Ellie and I discussing on the, on last week's podcast, you know, what are our diehard products, things that we just can't go to a horse show without. I don't know. Do you guys have something that you just, you always keep in the trailer or you always keep in your truck because you just can't go to a clinic or to an event without it? Oh yeah, I do. It's really embarrassing though. What is it? So it started years ago and I'm an inventor. And so it started years and years and years ago. And now it's become such an addiction that I'm like terrified to not have it with me. And anybody who's, if I, if I am jumping across country, jump, I have underwear with the Superman logo on it. (laughs) I love that. I've been through like 12 different leagues. It's been years. And do you know, anytime I see underwear with a Superman logo on it, like at Target, I buy like five of them because you just never know where it is. Like, first of all, no, like they, you know, you can't wear underwear for a hundred years. Like a new cycle. So it's a joke. Now, every time on cross country day, people are like, you got it on. I'm like, yes. Let me see it. Okay, fine. <laughs> to show Aww. everybody my superwear, Superman logo on my underwear. You know, it'd be really better <laughs> if you wore the underwear on the outside of your uh, your riding pants. True, but they don't make full seat underwear. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> there's no full seat Superman underwear yet. There's we have no to... <laughs> full seat Superman underwear. I have to have the sticky on my butt when I'm running cross country. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. That's CTMI. Great. This is what you get for asking. Here you go. <laughs> Hey, that fits right in with our show. So, <laughs> okay, good. It really does, actually. And speaking of that, uh, speaking of superheroes, isn't the new Avengers movie coming out? I think it's coming out the same weekend as Land yes, Rover. Yes, it's Rolex weekend, and I've told my son he cannot go see it without me. It's the twenty sixth, and he's free. He's like, I'm going to go see it. I'm like, you can't see it without <laughs> me. I'll be back on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go see it. You're, are you kidding, Chad? And he was going to go see it. For sure. Oh, I can't. Go see Shazam without me, okay? <laughs> but don't go see Endgame without your mama. And okay? everything happens that week. We got, we got, we got Land Rover. We have the Avengers movie coming out. Then we right away have to switch into Kentucky Derby. It's so hard that week. It's so many. And then badminton and the movements in there. Yeah. It's just a really busy time. The, you know, and then like my dad, like I said, my dad one time, Justin, can you believe this? He had the nerve to get married on Rolex weekend to some woman that he stayed married to for like six months. I mean, it was embarrassing. Like I had to skip <laughs> Rolex to oh go to my, my father's gosh. wedding. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, good thing they live stream it. At least you could live stream it in between the ceremony and the reception. Are you kidding? She had her phone out the whole time in the back row. We didn't have those back then. Uh, it was like 10 years ago. But I will say that I did wear black sunglasses and wear black. Like, <laughs> in protest? In protest. Like, oh, my goodness. Hello. It's Rolex weekend. I've missed like two. And one was because I had a baby and one because my dad got married. It's ridiculous. 
Oh my god! What a waste! Waste of time. Anyway. <laughs> all right, Justine. Thanks, but and you could find uh, Heels Down Happy Hour, of course, on all your podcast players, and also on the Horse Radio Network app. Just search for Heels Down Happy Hour. Wait a second. I need it. to find out what do you take to every horse show or clinic before we go. Since I shared my nonsense. Oh my goodness. Well, it's, my answer is not nearly as good as yours, but. Uh, Mine is more practical. I said on the show that the one thing I cannot horse show without is a um, big container of Gatorade powder. I always take it for my horse to make sure he drinks. He loves to drink like a bucket of Gatorade before we go out, you know, go out cross country or even if we're at a horse show. And I'm here, in, so it's pretty hot even in the winter. So I just, I love having the powdered Gatorade because it really, I can make sure my horse is drinking. Yours is sensible. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Educated and practical and sensible. And yet mine is I wear underwear that has the Superman logo. What is wrong with me? Fine, fire me. Hire her. It's, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> she's got a pretty good gig over there. I don't think she wants it. <laughs> I know. I love your show. I listen all the time. So, Oh, great. Thank you. I just haven't heard that one yet. But now I, I don't have to because now I know you're sensible and practical, which is not at all what I thought about you. So Ellie has a really good first answer, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. You got to go okay. listen to the show. Okay. I'll go listen. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Justine. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Sounds great. Thank you. Right. See you there. Bye. At the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event presented by Mars Equestrian. <laughs> You're getting good I've at that. You're going to have it down have by the time we it. get there. I don't have to read it. They're going to be like, can you come up and announce, please? Yes, <laughs> I will announce the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event presented by Mars Equestrian, and we are delivered by Weatherbeta. <laughs> Maybe they'll ask you, like Dr. Wendy, like at the WEG, they asked her to do the NBC coverage. You think they're going to come find no, you? No, I don't think so. No, I, don't think so <laughs> I don't think so either. Kyle, Kyle will be there. We'll be, he, no, he'll they be don't, doing they that. Don't. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to become an auditor, you can visit the auditor's uh, sign-up place by going to horsesinthemorning.com. And you'll see an auditor banner for as little as a dollar a month. You, too, can become an auditor. Get involved in the super secret auditor room and uh, the family that has developed in there. And we do some special things with the auditors as well, like tonight's, uh, like tonight's Facebook Live. So we would, we would appreciate the support. Half the money that we get in by the auditors gets divided up amongst the hosts. And Jamie likes it because she gets a raise every month. Do you know what so. I really want from the people listening is I want them to go on iTunes and write a review. I mentioned this earlier in the show, and I only realized that because people have written reviews of our show and like years and years ago, somebody wrote a really nasty review about me, like really hurtful. And I just want some so, people uh, to write for the horses nice in the morning show, you know, to we, bury that. One of the things we've never done on this show is really encourage reviews. And I, I think because we did, uh, you know why we didn't in the early years, we talked about this is because we couldn't figure out how to tell them how to do it. It was too complicated, but it's easier now. So yeah, write a review Bury for horses the in the morning. It's really snarky. It's really mean. I, I, you know what? I, I did ten years of radio in Atlanta where people would write nasty things that would get printed in the paper about me. So I just I need some positivity in my life. All right. So everybody listening and all the auditors, go write a review of horses in the morning. Let's bury that negative one way down far. Somebody is so mean. And if you could go do it on Stable Scoop, too, because the first review about me on Stable Scoop was I sound like Kermit the Frog, and that's still there. So if we could bury that one, too, I'd appreciate it, although I wouldn't mind making Kermit's money. That would be nice. (laughs) I'll sound like Kermit the Frog if we can make his kind of money. You know what? 
I love you have a unique voice and people will know it. It doesn't, it doesn't, we don't all have to sound like. I hate it. But every time I go to Rolex, people recognize it every day. Land Rover Kentucky three day event presented by Mars Equestrian Glenn. (laughs) Get it right. (laughs) All right. Spain, neuter, gallon. Everybody have a good day. Bye. 